And that was the Oprah joint. So I know. I need to get me a little theme. <laughs> no, you get, you get. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> What's up? Good morning, morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're watching this to the BOBB fam. We're gonna get started soon. If you're joining in on this impromptu live this morning, <laughs> um, go ahead and like sh and share this live. Sure. Tag a small business owner, a friend, a colleague who could use some inspiration this morning because sure. that's what we're in store for. Uh, tag a business owner who's ready to scale, who's ready to grow, and who's ready to get serious about consistent content creation. Do that right now. If right now. Right now. Because we're in great <laughs> for this impromptu live um, with the Alex Nemo. Oh, don't you put no D's on me. I got to put the V in front of that, sir. You stop that. <laughs> All right. We're going to get started here shortly. I'm going to share the live as well and uh, tag. Oh. I've, I've shared it as well. And, you know, I'll get tagged on it. Perfect. Nemo has already shared it. Cool. Awesome. Well, we've got a couple of BOBD family members already on the live. I'm going to go ahead and share as well. Nemo, how are you feeling this morning, sir? Let's start there. <laughs> uh, I am, hmm, what's a good feeling? Um, I said I'm Gucci um, <laughs> earlier, but um. I'm at peace, I guess, this morning. I'm feeling feeling at peace. How about yourself? I'm feeling at peace as well. I love how you pondered before responding, which is <laughs> refreshing. People just like, hey. I'm But you're like, pondered. I'm at yeah, peace. Let me, yeah, let me, uh, let me reflect a little bit before yeah. I go on. Because <laughs> I've said I'm fine, and I'm like, I'm not fine. I'm actually doing horribly. I've had to walk my own statements back, so... <laughs> Facts, facts. Well, uh, well, Nemo, um, first of all, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this conversation. I'm really, really excited to uh, to have this conversation and to share this information with our BOBD family. Um, we're going to get into all of the, the, uh, the gems and the takeaways a little bit later in our conversation. But first, I just want everybody, if they've been living under a rock, and have not connected with you and the Foolies approved clothing brand, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about the, you and the brand um, and, and what you're building. Uh, just tell everybody a little bit about what you are, what you're developing here. Um, I'm already wearing my Foolies hey, approved swag. Hey, I, wish that, I wish I could see the back, but it's all good. I can show them. I got the shirt too, so I can show them the back of me. Yes, yes. Show them the back, uh, so that way I don't, I don't have to get up. <laughs> <laughs> show them the back. It's so dope. If you can't progress see, over perfection. There progress we go. Yeah. over perfection, and this is for all of us recovering perfectionists. Mm -hmm. About perfection, um, as Nemo, as Nemo <laughs> says. So. All right, uh, Nemo, take it away. Tell tell our audience a little bit about you and what you're building at Foolies. 
Cool. So, uh, real quick, uh, Alex, friends call me Nemo, Nemes, Traumatic, Nightcrawler. I go by a lot of different aliases. Miami, Florida native. Uh, you know, shout out to Norland High. You know, saying that we're taking it way back to the, the Miami streets. And uh, UF grad, full cell grad. A lot of different experiences in life. Changed my career around a bunch of times. Uh, but overall, I'm just a creative, you know, somebody who's looking to inspire and change the game. And I created a really cool uh, space for those creatives who want to also change the game, for those innovators, for those game changers, for those uh, dreams uh, that you have that are foolish, right? So foolish that people are calling you a fool for trying to get there, right? So that's the whole element and idea behind Foolies, uh, which was created by myself and a brother of another mother and skin color. And so we birthed this baby when I was rapping and freestyling and thinking I was going to be the next Big Sean or old Kanye. And then we just, you know, decided to mix things up. And I kind of took spearhead of a lot of things. And now I'm building with two really dope Black women as well, the power of this movement. Um, So uh, all of this 10 years of work is just a foolish idea uh, that I decided to, to lean into. So I'm just happy to be hanging out with you. Oh, Nemo, we are excited. <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So cool. Well, now I know a little bit more about the term foolies and where that mm-hmm. where that originated from. So that's so dope and so creative. Um, Nemo, yeah. you work a lot with small businesses and emerging brands. And mm-hmm. um, you specifically work with them in helping them sort of build their, build their confidence and build their confidence in order to put themselves out there, right? To create content, to step out. Uh, you are uh, Gary V approved. Yeah, I know you're super modest. <laughs> <laughs> you're super modest. You would have never mentioned it if I didn't say anything. Um, it's all good. Gotten a lot of um, recognition and notoriety for your work um, because you really are helping to change emerging brands um, approach to content creation. So talk to us a little bit about some of the common mistakes that you find um, as it relates to small businesses putting themselves out there. Common mistakes. That's a good question. Um, I think one is uh, going and buying all the gear and everything, you know, too quickly. So, you know, even in this setup that I have now, this came probably year maybe eight or nine in that 10 year journey that we've been on. Um, when I first started making content, it was literally from the smartphone. Um, it was me and my boy, uh, we were out. He was holding up his like iPhone six or seven or whatever it was and was like, we're gonna record. And I had this whole idea that I was gonna record everything from the iPhone and just edit from there. That didn't work out for me in the long term, but it was really humbling to be able to just start from your, you know, cell phone device. So I think a lot of creatives, um, they want to look perfect. And I think they want to uh, appeal to the wrong people. (laughs) So they're trying to impress people who don't even care about their brand, who probably wouldn't support them anyway. So you're already trying to impress the wrong people. Um, But I think if they can just start from where they are, start with what they have, um, as well, because sometimes we want to add all these extra things, or I need this, I need another degree, which sometimes you do. So do it if you feel the absolute need to. But sometimes we just go jumping into things. Oh, I need this, I need that, I need this. And it's like, one, do people know what you do? 
Um, do they do they know how much you care about what you do? Do they know the why behind what you do as well? And if you haven't, you know, shared that and shared that enough with people, um, then it's hard for you to sit here and say, I want the fancy and the over the top and I want the the team and all the stuff like, no, if you're not willing to be the CEO and the janitor, it's going to be really tough for you to truly be the CEO because you're not going to understand all the elements of how this thing works. So I think that's the, the biggest mistake I've seen is just kind of jumping in, getting all the gear, all the stuff, all the equipment too early. Um, and then they just end up having a bunch of fancy stuff that just sits around the house. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's really, I think I've been guilty of that in the past. <laughs> um, but I love that, uh, Nemo. You said you got to be willing to be the janitor and the CEO mm. of the building. That's powerful. Um, so when you're consulting emerging brands, um, what are some of the, the first sort of initial pieces of feedback or advice that you give them when you're helping them cultivate the confidence to put themselves out there online and start creating content consistently? Normally, I ask people, who are you talking to? Um, I think uh, I'm my best case study. So when I first started Foolies, I was like, I am, I want this to appeal to dancers, to singers, to creatives, to business people, to this, to that. And, you know, that was off. You know, um, and a lot of people laughed at me initially. A lot of, you know, investors laughed at me initially. And uh, instead of taking it as a, oh, they hating on me and they don't want to see me be great. It was more like, why Why are you laughing? Right. Like, what's going on? It's like, well, who are you talking to? And I remember a couple, you know, wise gentlemen said the riches are in the niches. And, you know, I remember someone saying um, at an event, they were like, uh, I was an older white gentleman. He was like, you shouldn't be selling to me. You know, you should be selling to her. And he pointed at this black lady that was also in the room with us. Um, and he introduced me to her and, you know, got us talking. Um, but that niche of your audience, right? Like, who am I selling to and being okay with selling to that audience? Because um, that niche will then expand, right? Your core audience will then expand out to the audiences that you would like to touch afterwards. But start with that niche and even create, you know, an avatar for your person. So for us, um, when I make content, when I create things, it's for a young lady named Michelle. She is a graduate from a PWI. She also went to get her master's at an HBCU. Um, she is a multimedia journalist or professional. Uh, she loves Target. <laughs> She's on own network. Um, she loves her dose of reality shows. Um, she has a core group of friends, so three or four homegirls that, you know, they have their think tanks and groups and they travel together. So I have broken down this person. So whenever I'm creating content, I think as if I'm writing to Michelle. You know, I think it as if I'm talking to her um, and that's it. And from there, I know that what I say to Michelle will end up impacting a few other people um, in the running of that as well. So I really try to make sure I have my avatar set up, but you should be setting up your avatar and then really focusing on your niche and being OK with um, like Ferrari isn't trying to sell to everybody. They don't care if you fit the market that they're trying to appeal to. They have their audience. They know who they're talking to. They know where to place their ads. You probably won't see Ferrari commercials per se, um, unless they're trying to market to a new audience. But for the most part, they know who they're talking to. They know why they're talking to them. They know their even income bracket. All those things are important. So 
I try to, hey, look, let's start with your niche. Who is that audience? And then let's create an avatar for a person. And you can have multiple avatars. You can really span it out. But that's what the big brands are doing. That's what the companies are doing. Trust me. Uh, They're mapping out all these details as well before they go and hit play on a commercial that they're pitching in and going to be trying to get you to purchase their products. So that's usually where I start the conversation. Yeah, I think you you hit on something important there about niching down and determining who your audience is. I think sometimes when we're first developing our brands or our businesses, we really do just want to get everybody. Yeah. Push out to everybody because we feel like if we try to niche down, we're excluding and we're losing potential business. Um, What do you say to people who are just like, well, my products really are for everybody, Nemo. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, how do you help help them navigate um, and and find some uh, some clarity there? I mean, I think it's, you know, sometimes it's the tug of war, right? And I'm always of the thought of, hey, you can do as you please after we, you know, kick it and discuss. but to be honest, you know, initially your product won't be for everybody. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if Apple, I don't know if Nike, I don't know if they thought everybody, right? Facebook wasn't for everybody. Facebook was for college students. That's it. We didn't care if you were a graduate. We didn't care if you were in high school. Like, we just wanted to make a platform for college students. And it was okay. And yeah, now it's not just for college students, but they needed time to test that, test the waters, right? They needed to to dip their feet in and see if this was a good place to swim in. And then they probably would revamp it later if they noticed, ah, oh, well, college students aren't doing what we need to do. Let's focus on another audience, right? Let's focus on teens. Let's focus on, you know, maybe our boomers. Let's focus on just millennials. Like a lot of what you do, while it could be for everyone, needs to start off with it being for someone, like just one person. Think about that one person who you know needs this product and then keep talking to them because there's obviously more people like this one person. So if we can start there, then you can expand and it's okay. But, you know, just just get comfortable with knowing this audience, knowing this person who you're talking to and really focusing on them and pouring into the the one or two customers that might be there for you in the beginning because those same customers that I talked to for Foolies 10 years ago are still some of the 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 dopest customers I have now, still the ones preaching, I guess, you know, the the message of our brand and our company, the ones that are like, "Hey, tagging these people, talking to these people, DMing their friends about us." So, you know, it's a tug of war, but you'll see (laughs) when the profits aren't coming in like you want to. And hey, and if you defy the odds, then that's also cool. Uh, But at some point, even when you you break through, there's still going to be a niche of people that start taking on your brand and its identity for themselves. And that's just going to happen inevitably. So you can start now or it'll happen for you. And that could be good or bad. So you get to control that narrative at least a little bit in the beginning. That's such sound advice. Nemo. Um, so let's let's kind of shift a little bit okay. and talk to those who have determined that they've um, they've cultivated their audience. They know exactly who they're targeting, but they're just having issues, challenges with consistent content creation, <laughs> which is a beast. It's yes, a beast. yes. 
I love listening to Gary Vee, but he's always he's always uh, you know in his in his all his energy. Uh, <laughs> say energy, of course. He's, he's always uh, railing like you've got to create content. You know, content is king. You've got to you know put yourself out there constantly and consistently. But Nemo, as you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, you've developed a really great sort of I'm calling it a white paper um, and okay. hey. a hey, white papers <laughs> <laughs> which um, I'll share I'll share in the chat for those mm. who haven't seen it it's on your LinkedIn page and it's a great overview and summary of what you've done really your whole entire strategy you've laid it out for people um, on how they can begin to start creating content consistently mm. for an entire year uh, so yeah, for the whole year, which is amazing. So if you could, Nemo, talk us through what that strategy looks like. How can we, as emerging brands, begin to start developing content consistently for an entire year? Cool. So um, I'm going to even scale back the, the 365 content concept is cool, but that's already scary for some of y'all. Like, oh, you creating content every day. I, I can't do that. So what I would say is what I've said to so many people, treat yourself like a network, right? So you are now Warner Brothers, right? You are now own network. You are now uh, CW, right? And I could, you are now Netflix, whatever that looks like. And have <clears throat> just like your favorite show, right? Uh, I see a lot of people watching, I think it's called BMF and you know, people love Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. So go ahead and roast me in the comment section. But you knew what time of the week Insecure was coming on. So you got time to prep, to sit, to get ready, to grab your popcorn, do your hair, get your chocolates and whatever you needed so you can be ready Sunday at this time for this one show, right? That's going to be 30 minutes because it's a comedy episodic kind of deal and you know what to expect. And the thing is with content creation, your audience doesn't know what to expect. So for me, once again, I'm my best case study. I said, you know what? As opposed to just posting content every single day, let me treat myself, Foolies, the network, right? And we're going to give you a Friday show called Foolies Fridays, right? And through Foolies Fridays, it's these long-form video contents, right? It's uh, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 7 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever the time length I feel. Um, I will take what messages I've said out of that and then start to break all that down. So if I said a whole talk about you are playing yourself short or, or you're selling yourself short. Cool. After this 20 minute video that I did last week, I'm going to take four or five quotes I said out of that. That's going to become an email. That's going to become uh, a really cool, you know, text based post for Instagram. Um, I may repeat the message in just a long form format on my normal Facebook pages. And I will literally just take what I've already created in a long format because I have my weekly show. And basically, all you're getting is recaps, right? But I know you missed it at 9 a.m. on Friday when I did my live. That's okay. So let's set back. Let's let's go back and give other people the time to catch up on what they missed in short form ways. I've called people, you know, because uh, you know you have on your recovering perfectionist shirt. I've said this in many posts of being recovering perfectionist over and over and over. And I noticed that people were resonating with some of those phrases and words. So I was like, oh well this might need to be a shirt in itself then. Okay, cool. Let me put that out and put it to the side because then I can use that for later. So literally the content that you're creating, uh, your weekly show, 
can turn into new ideas, new concepts, new courses that you create, new t-shirt t-shirt elements. And you can really start seeing so much more longevity because you said once a week, I got a show. So you're not overwhelming your stuff. I need to post three, five times a week, three, five times a day. Your once a week show is all you need to focus on. And you can take that and you reuse that as much times as you need to just to start, right? So before you get into the 365 side of things, let's do that consistently for four months, six months, a year. Because after you do that for a year, you know, boom, now you have... What is, I, I don't don't math me right. So there's 52 weeks in a year. You divide it, you know, every Friday. You count how much that is. People ain't see your stuff in 2020. They might have been, you know, dealing with the pandemic, right? So now that they're resurfacing in 2021, 2022, boom. Let's repost that. Let's reshare that. Let's take that element and maybe grow it up a little bit from the time you posted it then to now. So these are just once again, just focus on your one show a week, your one day post, your one weekly post, your one long form post your one email, your one blog post, and let's just start there and let's see how much we can use that before we go on and try to create more things. That's great advice. That's great advice, Nemo. Focus is the key word that, um, that was said there, which is okay. oftentimes difficult. Uh, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's what all the networks are doing, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. As all the networks are doing it, right? Every every company, right? They They literally film a season of a show and then they give you the whole season right like they're not working as hard as you want to believe they're not filming some shows film every you know week but that's a lot there's time there's all these things right if you're a mom if you're a college student and you got life going on treat it treat yourself like a tv network treat yourself like a tv show film your whole season and roll it out when you need to, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, obviously that can be tricky if you're saying, you know, things that are kind of relative to dates and time. So give yourself flexibility to throw that stuff out early. But yeah, treat yourself like a network. These networks ain't thinking that hard and they're reusing their content. ESPN is flipping content from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whenever, you know, video and audio came about for that platform. So if I went back too far, don't judge me. But they're flipping content. They can do 40 for 40s. They can do specials on Kobe. They can, you know, re revamp stuff from Serena if she wins another Wimbledon. Like they have content just sitting and waiting to be used. So you're you're a network. And if you treat yourself like that, you can't go wrong. Treat yourself like a network. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. There you Love. go. Love that. Or both. <laughs> or both. Whatever you, you know, whatever folks you vote. Um, right, right. Okay, so Nemo, I wanna I wanna ask your insight on, on this. Okay. Um, because I one of the one of the pieces of like I guess feedback or a lot of concerns that I hear sometimes from emerging brands is that there's just so much competition mm. and they often feel like their industry is oversaturated. Mm. What insight can you share about specifically how black creators, content creators, emerging brands, small businesses can set themselves apart? in what seems like an ever increasingly competitive market through across industries. How can we set ourselves apart? Um, you know, it's it's tricky. Um, because there is a lot going on. There is a lot of social content floating. Um, there's always something new. Um, even one of the nuances with Foolies is that, you know, unfortunately, um, if there's a, a, a big loss, right? You know, George Floyd and these big instances um 
we have to be sensitive, you know, to the content, you know, that we're putting out. So I think it's tough, you know, saying because there's so much noise and then our blackness is also all over the timelines and sometimes it's overwhelming and it's a lot going on. Um, so I think just focusing once again, I think that goes back to who you're talking to. If I know I'm just talking to Michelle, then I'm just talking to Michelle. So I don't need to worry about trying to stand out to 2 million people. I need to stand out for her. Right. And I need to make sure that she heard me today because she may be waking up and just uninspired. You know, Michelle is not happy. She is uh, looking for another job. Um, she is getting turned down left and right, interview after interview after interview. And so I need to just think about her. And so if I can just focus on that young lady that I'm trying to talk to on a conversational level, not even I'm not even trying to tell you, go buy my shirts, go to my website. No, let me talk to Michelle as a homeboy, right? As a, you know, a brother in Christ or whatever that might look like um, as a good friend, you know, as a colleague. And, you know, let me pour into, you know, what she's doing and remind her of her greatness, remind her of who she is, remind her that she's strong, she's bold, she's confident that she has it, that you deserve to be in that room. If I can just focus on her, then I don't have to worry about necessarily standing out. Um, I think what might be even more important is making sure that what you're posting, you know, means something to that person you're, you're creating it for. So I want to think more of, like who needs this, right? Like who's down right now? Who's who's going through it? Who's in a dark place? Who's not winning right now? And let me know that they are being uh, seen, uh, they're being heard. There's a recovering perfectionist, he, you know, that can now align with, gosh, I've been beating myself up. I'm trying for everything to be perfect. I really need to let this go. So why don't I make uh, a gentle reminder for you that you can wear every day? Right. Whatever that looks like. And so that's where I, I don't really, you know, cool to be seen, to be heard. Great. Yes. Gary V. I've been featured on Essence on Network, Inc., Business Insider. Like, great. Phenomenal. But those things that happened last year, that happened five years ago, that happened three years ago. Like some people still are just learning it or didn't even know what happened. So what what now? Right. So now I need to go back and think about Michelle again and not be thinking about all these millions of people because then that's where people's messages change and things get watered down and people are like, oh, I don't rock with this no more. I don't support this no more. I don't know what this is anymore because they lost that voice and that that need to just talk to that one person. So that's that's how I think you can stand out. Um, but I just think just create content for even if it's for you. <laughs> Look, I'd be posting stuff and I'd be in tears, like just going through it. And I'm like, I need a reminder. So that's where you focus then all the impact that you need and that's going to happen after that's going to happen. But standing out, like it's all relative. Um, and there's no way to truly assess that. So I wouldn't, I, I, I try not to operate in that space too much. Um, I do get caught up and then I had to <laughs> swirl that back in because you're not talking to Michelle anymore and she needs you. So that's kind of where I kind of, that's how my life line of things are, are, are planned out. Oh, that's so sound. So sound, Nemo. I love how you kept referencing Michelle. You know, it, it ultimately is centering <clears throat> back to your why. Mm. Um, it's a good thing to remember when, it, when we get overwhelmed um, in what we're doing. So 
Um, Alex, I've really enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> um, our impromptu live impromptu. for our VOBD family. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can I, where can our community connect with you? How can how can we learn more about what you're doing, what Foolies has going on? Um, how can our community get more connected with you? So you can follow me at Foolies, F-O-O-L-I-E-S or F-O-O-L-I-E-S on Instagram. Um, that's really the best place to kind of plug in. Um, if you want to support anything, um, you have uh, thefoolies.com. That's our website. Um, obviously, I have a book that I've created as well called Foolies Approved. Uh, how to change the world with a foolish dream and zero in your pocket. So that allows me to get my, you know, life experiences and how I built this in a sound way where, you know, if you don't have time to talk to me and can't connect with me, then that's the platform to do so. But uh, at Foolies on Instagram, thefoolies.com. Um, and then, you know, message me, DM me. Um, I'm always kind of looking and talking and connecting with people as well. Um, and I will say this too, for anybody, I like a last note, for any brands, businesses, companies, um, if you can, be personable. And this will be my last takeaway. Um, in the beginning of Foolies, what really helped us grow was that I wrote a handwritten letter to every customer. Um, what continued to allow us to grow is that when someone would buy something, if I had their phone number, I would call them and thank them personally. Or I would make a quick video on my smartphone, 10, 15, 30 seconds. Hey, uh, you know, hey, Jen, thank you. Hey, you know, Dory, thank you. You know, hey, whoever, thank you. Um, and I would use that. And that would get more shares, more likes, more conversation, more people, repeat customers, just because I kept things personable um, with the people that I was, you know, working with or connecting with or building with. So if you can, don't lose that personable touch. Even when you're the million dollar CEO, every now and then get in the comment section, actually engage, actually talk with your audience every now and then surprise that random fan, pop up at their, you know, if you have that connection to do so, you know, pop up at whatever function that they're hosting, that they're creating and saying, Hey, I saw you were doing something. You supported me that one time, figured I'd show you love. How many CEOs show up to somebody's event and say, hey, I looked through your bio. I see that you had a basketball game. So I wanted to make sure I was in attendance. And I was like, is that the CEO of Nike? Like, he didn't have to show up at my basketball game. Like, ah, oh, man, like, I'll never forget this day. So try to make those moments. I'll never forget this day moment. And yeah, you'll stand out. If you want to stand out, that's how you do it. By being personable, by being genuine, by being an actual human. Yeah, you'll change the game that way more than all the other tactics and strategies and all the blogs and reading all these books and courses can do for you. So that's my last <laughs> nugget. That's a perfect way to <laughs> be authentic, be your authentic self in your business, in your brand, in every area of your life. Nemo, thank you so much for joining hey, us. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Nemo. Go to, uh, be sure to get your Nemo Foolies Approved swag. Um, it really is a movement and for, for, especially for us as uh, Black businesses and Black owners. Of course. Just, it's so fulfilling to support one another and um, and, and, to, and to collaborate with like-minded people. So um, Nemo, thank you again for joining us. And Not we support to uh to having you again next time soon appreciate you all right guys until the next time bobd fam we'll see you later bye